0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Lit must Fall Reading Group again. Um, this week we are discussing Bernadine Evaristo's *Girl, Woman, Other*. Um, I think I'm going to start off anyway by saying what I what I liked about the book and what I found more challenging, maybe. So, uh, one of my favorite parts of the book, I think, was the representation of uh, Black radical feminist culture in the '80s. I felt like this was the strongest uh, part of the novel, and also pointed to. Something that I I haven't read about enough, at least not in the British context, and it's kind of a reminder of uh, of uh, movements that came before us. So I found that kind of strengthening, Uh, and I also found it the the most uh, kind of well depicted portion of the
1: novel. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it there for now. I think I I totally agree with you, Aisha. I really enjoyed that aspect, and it did make me realize that so much of um, what I'm familiar with of that era is American um, and thinking about it within a British context is not something that I've really done before or come across before and I think actually that is something that Bernadine um, feels very strongly about. I think at the moment with the current conversation uh, there's a lot of focus on young people and uh, you know the youth will change things and something that Bernadine I, I know because I've heard her to speak about it is is quite strong on is that actually this work has been being done for generations and I I think it's really nice that she sort of shines a light on that and and really brings it to life in a way that feels um, very lived. So yeah, I also uh, really enjoyed that aspect of it.
2: And that she shines a light but does not idealise. I thought that some Mm -hmm. of the portions, like the depictions of the abusive relationship, for instance, between Dominique and Nzinga. I thought that was really uh, beautifully done and subtly done, and that there was a lot of empathy in the portrayal, even if it was able, able to be critical. And I think that's part of what um, gave me the effect you described, Pakisa as a lived uh, mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, so I really liked that.
3: Um, I, I think I agree with you guys that 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 was the most powerful part for me, although I do feel that many young black women activists do have, you know, have this, they, their, their activism is very much informed by black British activism of the past as well. Um, but I thought the depiction was really, um, like, colour like it was really um embodied and it was really good and I another thing I enjoyed was the just the the sheer vision and ambition of a, a kind of novel that is chronicling what is not normally chronicled and and kind of a kind of epic.
4: It did feel a little bit like an argument or a um like there were lots of debates within the within the book but um it felt like an argument and the whole thing about selling out and Art and you know the the kind of role of mainstream and the margins and and a lot of the conversations around social media and between generations, not just in terms of um, politics and art, but also you know some of the, for example, relationships between mothers and daughters, uh, Bumi and Carol between generations, and um, I mean I thought that that was also relevant to to us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, It's not necessarily such a a kind of disconnect between our experiences.
0: Yes, that that bit completely resonated with me as well. But a part of me wondered whether this kind of analysis of the writer who produces the writer grappling with with this uh, kind of um, uh, love-hate relationship with the mainstream, whether that's in fact something that has been sublimated into whether that was a concern when the novel itself was being written. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like what Samaya said about this kind of vast landscape is true but what I wonder is whether when you're trying to capture so much and especially the bits which felt more kind of like snapshot of the time sort of things the the representations of the the younger people for example yeah yeah
3: I think I that that resonates with me I I felt like I I mean one of the things that I think has been said about the book is that it's a state of it's a state of the nation novel or a Brexit novel and and I I find that really interesting because at the moment we're in such an interesting moment politically and I think this novel is very much responding to many different things whilst also chronicling and I feel like part of it that is kind of difficult to deal with is that it's having lots of conversations with many different moments and that ambition which I think is inspiring is also does it kind of fracture
1: and make it difficult to metabolize almost? Yeah I think um, sort of touching on on both, both Cab and Aisha have mentioned so in terms of finding that I could relate to a lot of Uh, some well some of the experiences in the book I sort of found the first half of the book really like a great experience I was really enjoying it I was like gosh this is this is great Uh, she's she's really got a, a really wide perspective and I really enjoy the way we're moving through the the lens of different generational experiences and that makes me feel like I'm getting a really great context and it was making me think about people who maybe haven't had um, the immigrant experience for example as as being able to then um, get a really wide perspective on it through this novel and so as I but then as I moved through the text I started to actually feel quite worn down by it Um, almost like I found it was almost exhausting like you said Samaya semi- difficult to metabolize because there was just so much um and it started to feel like maybe maybe is it is it too much is it is it really then doing what it's supposed to do or is it losing focus and and um yeah I, I started to feel less um kind of excited by it and a little bit tired out if I'm honest
2: some of that have to do with the choreo poem form i thought that the thing that Sumaya was just talking about i thought that yeah i really admire that poem i also find it just not that fun to read even though in the beginning for the first half i felt like it was fast paced there were even kind of um it was even in some ways like uh um What's the word for it? The kind of uh, TV drama or something. You know, there were so many different characters. You soap opera, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it felt like a soap opera sometimes. And I don't know. I, I felt the getting tired in the middle effect also, maybe partly because of the, well, I mean, if this is not too personal, I was reading it uh, at a time, the first time I read it when uh, my mother died when I was halfway through the book. And it is so much about mothers and daughters, you know. And I thought I can't I can't keep reading it. And I had to put it away. And so then when I read it again for this conversation, I uh got to that point and again I experienced something that I thought was very personal. So it's interesting, Pakisa, that you're saying that you went through this too. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry to hear that, Tara. Yeah, sorry um i felt i felt the same i also felt that lull kind of a third of the way through maybe and then uh, pick up again right at the end mm-hmm. um i think i think to me it felt like a series of character sketches and yeah i i don't know how sustaining that can be even even in terms of uh um Short, 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 even if we take it as to be a collection of short stories, how sustaining it can be like a series of character sketches, and some definitely better than others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You say, um,
4: sorry, go ahead. Um, in, each, in each uh, character, also, it seemed as if the way that they were described and summarized seemed to be, I mean, it was very of the moment. I think that's something that we can all kind of, you know, agree with, and um. Connecting to current conversations and debates, but it seemed to be the intersections of race, class, sex, sexuality, gender, um, and it seemed that everybody was kind of you know captured within that, and and that whole sense of it being a kind of argument really like was apparent to me by the end, when you know the whole um, thing about. Um, Penelope um and uh you know how she is genetically you know actually mixed and that's something we do hear about often and it's a a debate or, or an argument that's often um offered to kind of counter racism but to me it felt quite um I don't know not it felt strange that the book ended in that way because it seemed then that the whole book is a certain argument which I did feel often while I was reading it as well which is about Britishness and it's about you know a different kind of Britain that perhaps people haven't seen Um, a black Britain which is kind of you know vertically but also going back in time so it's kind of showing right from um uh, which character's father is it abbas who is from abyssinia um to show how far back you know um, there've been black people in britain emperor's babe was mentioned earlier and that also seemed that did the same thing and it was kind of this argument to to show you know this is what britain is and it seemed to me also to to be about inclusion um but in the end i think there were moments and it's interesting that thara um, talks about being affected on a personal level and I could totally see that and there are those moments but by the end of it it felt to me like it was coming from the head more Um, and and maybe that sense of it you know being this argument in the end made me feel like it's a novel that was operating more from head than kind of deeper layers I don't know if anybody else felt that
1: yeah a hundred percent I think for me I thought initially that the one of the reasons I wasn't connecting to this is as I made my way through it and I started to feel, feel tired um I thought whether is this because I don't um I generally don't uh enjoy the short story form and I'm not able to connect to any story for a length of time that will make me feel um kind of attached but then I agree that it started to feel really formulaic and it felt like every experience was a kind of a point that she was trying to make every character's story was a point that that was being made um and and after a point I kind of I lost I lost interest for that reason because I couldn't um I couldn't relate in an emotional way anymore and Don't get me wrong. There were certainly points in the novel where I was moved emotionally. But um, yeah, as I went through the text, it started to feel more like an argument to me than a story. And that made me almost um, mistrust it a little bit, I think. I also
0: really um, liked your first point, Kavita, uh, which I think is important. It's something that we discuss quite a lot. This idea of inclusivity and Britishness, and the over uh, the kind of uh, I, maybe the the ideology of the text, or or uh, so I, f- I found that really interesting. And I mean, I didn't see it through that lens, but it might be good to talk about whether. This is one of those, so, so so many books we find that discuss overtly these issues can often end up being about this. Um, I guess what you meant by inclusivity is this idea of like, we, we, we all, we all belong and we all like have a history here and kind of like laying a claim and why that might be problematic. I mean, I feel like it's what it's really
4: captured in is how important and central structurally the play at the National Theatre is Mm -hmm. to the story. I mean, I was really struck by how it's the beginning, it's the end, it's so significant. It comes up throughout the book and that kind of captures this, you know, idea of inclusion. And in the end, it's got all these different perspectives, but it is still very important and significant that you know this move has been made to i mean that, that basically um ama has managed to get her foot in and has managed to get her plate the, the national and how much that elevates and gives importance to the national so in the end it is about inserting
0: yourself into the center and that's what i mean by inclusivity as well um, although she is ambivalent about her like uh you know like she does talk about her the old Old days where they would sit and heckle, and she she questions uh, whether there's a compromise being made. And but I guess I guess the the message of of the text is like, look look how far we've come. On some level, but is it also?
3: I, I actually didn't get that sense at all. Okay. Um, I felt like the whole thing with Amma was that it took her thirty years, and and she's kind of just she was she was there and she was doing it, but it was extru- it was very conflicted and conflictual not just for her, but for, I think that the, the kind of lovey is what's, what's his face, the guy that she had yes with. And he's like, he's the epitome of the seller. And he, and he's very critically spoken about. And it's quite funny. And it's quite comedic. I felt that that it was the novel, the, what, the kind of vision of it was more about, we are here, perhaps there is a kind of claim making, but there is a sense that, uh, and I think the form is trying to show this sense of we're all here and we're deeply connected to each other and that's why we've survived and there's a sense of like the, a family that is more than just blood and a sense of like a kind of consciousness that is shared and that was the sense that I got from the novel that there's a sense of um history that like this history has never been shown and perhaps some of the the trouble with it and this idea the argumentation that's going on is because n- I've never read a novel like this and and sometimes novels like this have to be written and in order for more and more and more to be built on it and that was the kind of vibe that i got because it's chronicling if that makes sense and it's chronicling experience and it's and it's sort of trying to create a sense of collectiveness that i think novels kind of struggle with because collective i don't know that that was the sense that i got anyway
2: yeah um i think that the argument is just a demographic argument in some ways and that may be part of what, uh, I mean, that's a, an argument worth making. I mean, she she says that in an interview, she says, I just wanted to write a book that had as many black British women as possible. The simple uh, practical goal, and she does it, you know? And they do get to live, all of them, in the book in a certain way. And there's a kind of almost reporter's neutrality sometimes in the book, that um, goes with that uh, effect of just populating it as much as.
0: Uh. Yeah, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the characters think very differently from each other, and each is told basically from the character's voice. So it's true that there 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 are a lot of different viewpoints.
4: I think I'm like always in, I think um, Hanif Qureshi is another writer I can think of who you know often seems to be providing lots of different characters and different points of view um, but I'm always interested in kind of because I think it's, it's a real skill to be able to do that and to give kind of sympathy um, and really kind of settle within um, different characters of different perspectives but I, I'm always I always think that there is a perspective that is still there in a book in every book um, so even if you have lots of characters of lots of points of view and perspectives, and real you know you're doing justice to them, there is at the end a kind of core perspective that's coming from the writer in a book. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in exploring what that is. But the whole going back to the whole thing about the the national, um, I guess what I was trying to say, and I, I think it is kind of reflected in the Booker Prize as well. It's also significant that the National Theatre is called the National. So there's kind of Britishness, or the Booker Prize or the National Theatre. And I guess what I was trying to say is that in the end, it's still given importance. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't exist outside of that framework. So it's still something that is significant. It's not, it doesn't ignore the... Something like the Booker Prize, or this particular theater, which are at the heart of you know the establishment and what is recognized as achievement in terms of literature um, it 's still something that 's not being ignored so and, and, and what I meant when I said this is reflected in the Booker Prize is that again the debates around winning whether you know she she should have won the booker prize she shouldn't have or you know the joint thing it's still you still do end up buying into a a structure where these things that are considered important by the establishment um you know you give them importance too
1: yeah i totally hear what you're saying i sort of experienced it with a slightly different perspective where i i felt like um the book is really about taking up space uh all of these women in their various ways are trying to take up space and make you know either make a life for themselves or or do more than that and it is um so, so there are moments where there's a lot of kind of anti-establishment sentiment and then there's um a, a lot of times where people are trying to make a space for them within the system and within those structures
3: I feel conflicted about it because I see Kav's point and I but I also see the side what you're kind of picking up the keys of mm. taking up space and survival do we want Amma to live in a squat forever so that she can live out her dream of a <laughs> dream of like the perfect radical or something and I think that she it's not that it's it's interesting like the kind of I, I I felt that the theatre, the, the book ending of the theatre, could, you could argue it centralises it or you could argue that it's it kind of is like a metaphor of like the whole thing is a theatre, like at the theatre of the nation and and that in itself and like the different players because kind of picking up what Tara was saying, this idea that it's like people are not, or I think maybe Aisha was saying that it's not fully, people are not fully um, drawn and therefore they're kind of players in this in this kind of theatre in which and who's going to survive and who's not going to survive and and I and, and and what way are you going to do that and what are you going to what ideologies are you buying into in order to survive?
4: Um, one of the things that um, Aisha I think you were talking about the um, am I right you were talking about the content of the play? Yes I thought that was quite interesting as it seems to um, connect to um, something that I'm seeing a lot these days in this kind of current wave of decolonial politics, um, which is the kind of uh, connecting back to a pre-colonial era, um, and to you know show how um, I don't know radical or enlightened or uh, a pre-colonial period was. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm just thinking about what is the perspective of the book towards that play. Is it tongue in cheek um, towards that, or or not? Uh, when it when it because this is the play that has done so well and has been received so well, and is the pinnacle of Amma's career. I, it
0: also,
3: I doesn't it also isn't it also a reference to Audrey Lord because that's you know she writes about the Amazons of Dahomey and her her um, I think it's her long it's it's her novel Zami is about that I think.
0: I, th- I think the, the book looks at the play in a in a very positive sense, in the sense of, like, this play has been written, which would normally not have been put on at the National. It's, I think it's what Pekiza was saying about, like, room has been made for this play, which would have
1: normally not been there. I think that's one thing that um, I really noticed was the reception to the play. And it's almost felt to me like this is Evaristo saying, this is what is possible when you make space for us, um, and it, yeah, I, I feel like this book is also trying to say and do the same thing, and I, yeah, I really agree with some of the comments that have been made um, about how much this novel addresses the conversation that we're having right now around inclusivity and representation and what it means to be British I mean the the fact that personally I kept feeling that this play which is
4: being celebrated so much and yet the description of it are not matching up for me because the play sounds quite problematic um um compared to the kind of um presentation of you know celebratory um way in which the play is written about um and so, I mean, something quite problematic about the the current tendency to talk about pre-colonial um, times, and you know, in in countries that have been colonized, uh, and to really idolize them as you know being, you know, it's whiteness and it's colonialism that has brought all the problems. Um, and it is you. I, I don't personally. I feel like you can't quite trust that, even though. Um, even though that's not necessarily fair to Evaristo because I think she goes in so deeply into a black female context where she shows, you know, she doesn't idolise political movements um, and, and politics. So perhaps that's not fair to her. But it did at the end seem as if it is this, the, the novel is, very, it is optimism at the end about this current moment and the fact that a play, you know, and, and this writer who struggled so much, that's kind of this, you know, even though it's got so many different narratives, there's a line that's going through, which has allowed this writer who has basically struggled so much to get to this place, which might mirror her own journey. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is... Uh...
0: That's, that's uh, the story of Amma and her play. And then the Ivaresto moves on to Amma's daughter, Yaz, And so she also has this uh, representation of, of this younger generation. I wonder what people made of that whether what you thought of that kind of gaze. I felt like it was very much like the representation of a a younger person through the eyes of an older person. (laughs) It was like, oh, check out these weird things that they say. They call it squad now and not this and this. (laughs) It felt a bit like that.
1: Um, I felt like she was doing it on purpose, though, as opposed to it being like um, a shortcoming. I really feel like actually one of the things I did really enjoy um, and, and you know I really did enjoy the first half of the book was how funny it is uh, and I found that part especially funny um, and how she's trying to show that kind of um, uh, millennial need to uh, show all perspectives and understand individuals in all of their kind of complexity and the nuances of what it means to be a young person um, living in Britain today Um And I think she was doing that tongue in cheek and I found it quite funny. I felt like she did it really well, but it also felt a bit anthropological and (laughs) and in that way a bit,
4: a bit surface as well. Like I felt like Yaz didn't have a very, she wasn't very psychologically deep. Um, It was like she, you know, it's this anthropology of young, of a young millennial, um, and the way they speak and think and the politics, which I think, on one hand, it seems as if it's it's kind of slightly in a loving way making fun of it, but at the same time, especially by the end of it, when um, there's the whole thing about um, Rolando and how he's kind of you know learning from his daughter and uh, this sense that you know politics and there's you know new ways of of thinking and. Um, radicalism is actually quite rich and it's bringing something that you know older people can learn from sorry it wasn't Rolando was it it was Am it was uh, Amma wasn't it who said that so uh, of them, Bernie, them, I think.
1: both of them said it. Yeah, I think Rolando I think... just finds her annoying more than anything else.
3: <laughs> yeah, because knows everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think that the anthropology side of it w- became difficult for me um, when uh, reading about, uh, I think it was Morrissey, the Somali
1: Muslim
3: girl. Because no one is allowed to write about a Muslim women who does martial arts anymore. Like, this is a kind of trope and a stereotype. And I found that a little bit like, <laughs> there are many ways to be empowered. Not, not Muslim women don't need to do, to do martial arts in, and, like, kick people, like, like physically take people out. So, so I found that a little bit um, difficult. And I also found exploration of her faith quite difficult as well because this idea that she doesn't eat ham uh she does have extramarital sex it's 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 cultural it's not this and I found that a little bit difficult um because it felt like an outsider's perspective um and that's that was just for me that made me I think suspicious of the text as well.
0: I'm gonna read one of the paragraphs that that I think you might be talking about it says it's about Varis, I think, if that's her name. It says, dad works in a factory. Mom has two jobs. The first is working in a refuge for Muslim women. And the second is teaching self-defense to women who cover up so that they can learn how to protect themselves from the hijab grab and related assaults. I feel like there's not many, many um, sections that that are speaking about Varis that aren't about her hijab. (laughs) And then there's this whole list as well. Do you remember the list of like um uh the the bad things that happen to Muslims? Do you remember Yeah that? and how she's the most oppressed. Yeah. That, yeah but to
3: be honest, that's something that I come to expect of most um kind of people. I think Religion has such a specific place, I think, in the imagination of most people in the UK. So I I just I kind of am used to it, but
1: it just kind of made me feel some type of way. It was massively eye roll for me, actually, and it really felt um, just kind of obviously Bernadine trying to uh, further the conversation, you know, and sort of position herself as an author who can see a little bit further than other people um so so she's a black muslim right and it's it's kind of it's trying to do that intersectionality thing um but i don't think it quite pulls it off because like you said there's tropes in the way that she's um showing that nuance and complexity which feel false um so yeah that, that bit was that was definitely uncomfortable
2: yeah, it's like what Aisha was saying earlier, which is that uh, you get these quick portraits of so many different people, but some are better than others. Some are done much better than others. And this was one of the worst of the portraits. Like, Marius draws cartoons as a hobby and is developing a female Somali superhero who hunts down men who hurt women <laughs> and takes them slowly without
3: um, but full disclosure, I do know a Muslim women who do do martial arts, <laughs> and like I know I, like one of my good friends is like a black belt. totally does happen, but it's just it's just that it is stereotypes so, yeah, yeah one of my
2: good friends is a Muslim uh woman boxer. yeah Uh, yeah. but it is a stereotype (laughs) it is a stereotype yeah
0: I think the problem is I mean of course there's lots but the problem is people seem to like it so much as if it's some kind of contradiction you know the same with the doesn't eat pork but has sex with her boyfriend or like she has sequins on her hijab at some point that that, becomes like, like all of these things are seen as contradictory and you know they're held up that way which is uh yeah. As if
1: she isn't just like a young woman trying to live her life. And there's yeah. the other, there's the other friend of theirs. Um, is it Nenet, uh, the Arab girl who, uh, again, that I that also felt really much like uh, Bernadine trying to sort of show a wider picture and a complexity. And there's the whole thing around um, the whiteness of her skin and how she's perceived by other people and how she really enjoys that um I can't remember exactly what part of the novel is what part of the text it's in now but there's a there's a so there's an air there's a part of the text where she's kind of lapping it up she's getting a lot of attention and she's really enjoying that and it's it's linked to the color of her skin am, am I right in I think yeah the
0: part where they're walking it. walking in Hyde Park and right is that the bit
1: yeah 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 um yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, again, her like traipsing down her mansion with the little doggy in her hands, like it did feel a bit like, okay, you know, like this is, and again, like we kind of know these types, but it's like when it's coming from, maybe it feels as if it's coming a bit from the outside. And so it's, I guess that's why I was calling it a sketch as well. Because in
3: reality, Nanette would not be friends with these girls. <laughs> like, let's be <Yeah>. real. <laughs> like, in reality, she would be a mean girl. And like though they she would not have <laughs> anything to do with these lower class like, you know, like, really I, I feel like that was that also I feel like they were being forced
1: to be friends with the inclusion aspect. <laughs> but, and
3: yeah, just
1: touching on touching on different types of privilege, you know, Nanette is not a white woman, yet she enjoys many of the privileges. Um that a middle class white woman might, or even more so because of um, her sort of class, and, and yeah, again, that felt a little bit like, ooh, we're we're being really compl- like complex. But they also here. they
3: also had these these conversations that would not be conversations; these would be full on arguments about mm-hmm. like um, about you know they talk about her Africanness and she's like, no, and it's like for me, this is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. this would be a full on argument because 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 it's it's really sensitive stuff but it's treated with such levity as a strength to that but there's it's also is it realistic
4: something i uh really wanted to also talk about connecting again to the whole inclusion is how um separatism is represented in the book um because i think there's a lot to be said for um uh even if it's for periods or, you know, to create radical movements which separate, whether it's from men or from whiteness. And uh, I felt as if this might be, was maybe trivialised or it was kind of, you know, see not seen as something um, that's valuable in the book. I mean, part, part of that is the whole... Um, Thing around Domique, uh, Dominique and Nazinga and, and that their relationship, and and um, one of the th- things I was looking at was by the end of it. And if we kind of, even though it's never clear to say that, and, and Amma is totally a character, but even if we think of you know Amma as the centre of the novel um, and its core, and also Dominique as well. Um, and there's one conversation where she's saying to um, when Amma um, uh, goes to visit Dominique, "I've always known you to like men. Don't we even love those who are close to us? We might understand the patriarchy, but we see men as individuals, don't we? Uh, you were never separatist or misandrist. What's happened to you?" And and I was kind of intrigued because I felt that is this what you know the book is the perspective of the book is. Um, and, I, and there was also the section where it's talking about the days when Amma's living in the squat. And I know it's kind of, you know, amusing and this kind of summary of all the different people who live there, um, uh the, the Rastas wanted cannibalized legal, cannabis legalized. The Hare Krishnas wanted everyone to join them uh, down Oxford Street. Um, you know, what the gay guys wanted, the radical feminists. But I don't know, there's something for me that seemed a bit uncomfortable about all the cliches that are listed amongst those, you know, about those different groups that can be a little bit dehumanizing. And then there's um, the way that um, Nzinga is represented and, I feel like she is a kind of sinister caricature from the beginning. She's not a a deep, complex character, really. Um, And that was apparent from early on. There was that whole conversation when um, she's talking about um, the racial implications of stepping on a black doormat rather than over it, of not wearing black socks and don't ever use black garbage bags. And um, why crap on myself? And... It felt a bit to me like it was, <laughs> was really trivialising a certain kind of politics that is, you know, it's more complex, but it was really kind of showing it to be absurd. Um, I,
3: I felt discomfort around that as well. And But I felt that what was going on was that she was kind of caricaturing a particular kind of African-American blackness against a black British. And I feel like there was a kind of th- that this was going on where... And that and she was sort of laying claim to a different tradition. And it's okay to have this different tradition. We don't need this other you know, I felt like there was something going on there. That was my impression. And I feel like those that you're correct, like that, Nzinga, like the way that she was like she's sort of seen as this mountain woman, like she who and who slowly devolved into being unbelievably abusive, but like it's like the worst type of abusive relationship, sort of, and it felt kind of like it meant that the politics that you know the idea of uh, a a a a, woman, a separatist woman community that 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 was just completely ludicrous
4: because of because of her the way that she was characterized. Um, and in that conversation that they they are having where she's saying um, you know those things about basically avoiding anything that's black and Amma's kind of response to her is about, you know, we are British. And like you said, Samia, it's just interesting because it kind of, it is about nations then and it is about, it's not about kind of a, a radical politics that might connect black people, but it's kind of, and maybe that's, is the book about that. It's very much about British, black, British um, um, location um, and perspective, which is important. Mm-hmm. um I guess but at the same time what are the implications of that of kind of being see identifying ourselves so much with this nation that we're in rather than um other forms of politics
1: yeah I the only thing I would say to that is um Dominique is rescued by those same women um also yeah. so there's a there's a bit more to it maybe than that I think it
3: speaks to a, a real tension in the novel to do with the, just the generational tensions. And I feel like it's interesting because I think this is most embodied actually in the character of Carol for me, who uh, was sexually assaulted as a as a child and was then, um, you know, went through so much and then kind of seemed to do this thing which a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, people do, which is they, they become massively overachievers. And then, um, but then kind of almost like they beca- they go to Oxbridge, they do this educational thing where and they've sort of become the perfect citizen. And then, but then sort of have this kind of hatred towards their family. And I felt like this was quite an, a very interesting trajectory because I've seen this a lot. And, and I felt that this kind of, had more <clears throat> of an emotional impact that story had a more of an emotional impact because I think I recognize it if that makes sense
0: yeah for me as well yeah. I think Carol one was one of the one of my favorite bits mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. also the way that her discomfort is described when she first uh, ends up at Oxford uh, it it felt very uh, real and uh, yeah, I, I liked it as well. And then this gradual transformation and then the eff- impact of that on her mother and,
4: uh, and it does capture kind of, you know, if you look at different generations, the generation before the current one where there's totally a kind of acknowledgement and calling out and talking about you know going to universities places like oxbridge and which is really good for young people but i think that earlier generation and um i think definitely some of the the writers and books that came out from that generation as well it has been about assimilating and self-loathing um which has come from being in those contexts completely white Mm
1: -hmm. I'm trying to find, there's the the scene where um, Carol makes up with her mum, where she makes up with Bummy and there's the, I found that bit really moving actually because Carol says something about, and it it was unexpected because by that point the kind of gulf is between them, and she says something about how you can't feel at home when your mother doesn't recognize you or something along those lines you you don't feel alive or something you feel something as strong as that that.
0: yeah 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 no that was a a strong section um What do we think about yeah um, I guess uh if you think of the Carol section again, that's an argument for like uh Eva awareness of this kind of yeah. the dangers of selling out, for instance, like the things we were talking about around the play like there there does seem to be an understanding of the losses that come with assimilation in into the into white culture, basically,
4: I think there's a kind of distinction between. Those characters like Carol, would well, that kind of assimilation, which is literally to kind of erase who you are and to kind of, you know, be with a white person and, um, you know, dress in a certain way to fit in. So that's a certain kind of inclusion. But then I feel like it's more positive about the other kind of inclusion, which is a multicultural Kind of packaging your identity, performing for white people—kind of inclusion. I feel like that's a, um, the kind of inclusion that the play represents.
0: But but obviously the the, the book would argue that that's not a, a multicultural performing for white people, but that is in fact what Pekiza was saying, like about like letting other voices in, you know? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah,
2: so, and it does
4: say that there are a lot more. Um, black women in the audience yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know it's not a cl- but then again the kind of reviews and reviewers you know that it's kind of talking about getting five stars from the reviewers who are kind of the establishment and would I mean, be white reviewers
0: yeah I mean maybe what the book is grappling with is this idea of not necessarily kind of having to assimilate in the way carol does but instead kind of having to fight to have your voice heard the way that hama does at least that's the way the book sees it so the different forms of inclusion that don't inclusion versus assimilation something like that mm-hmm. i mean i guess what we would wonder and it sounds like one of the questions in this room is whether that is possible and whether that should necessarily be seen as the goal you know to yeah and, and also this other thing we pointed out regarding separatism whether that again kind of were, there's a slight like perhaps anti separatist uh, argument uh, in terms of uh, gender which is fine you know I if, uh, but, but yeah whether whether there is kind of something we picking there mm.
1: yeah I found the the kind the feminism versus your relationships to the men in your life really interesting um, because there's a part there's a bit at the beginning where Amma talks about her father passing away and how it made her realise that her feminism sort of destroyed her relationship with him and she says um, she didn't tell him she'd taken her father for granted and carried her blinkered self-righteous perspective of him from childhood through to his death, when in fact he'd done nothing wrong, except fail to live up to her feminist expectations of him. Um, mm. I, and I found that really interesting. And then just other relationships with men. So there, there was the the quite a, a strong focus on Penelope's relationships with her, her two husbands and how her kind of approach to feminism sort of um, wrecks her marriage really um and then you know some of the other generational perspectives where I think it's Winsome who talks about how in those days you didn't disagree with what your husband said you just did it um and yeah something that we've not really touched on is these women and their relationships with their men I wondered if anybody sort of had any thoughts around that I think that what i
3: throughout the novel I felt there was this sense that to be led blindly by your politics
2: you will be led
3: astray Mm. and that and that it's interesting because what we're picking up is there's a bit of tension though because we're unhappy with the novel on some level because it's it seems to be doing that being hyper led by politics but but I feel like the novel is very trying very much trying to question I think that's what I got from uh, Dominique's relationship with um, Zynga is the same thing, where it was a sense of you 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 need to take people as people. And, and I feel like that actually that's the argument, I think, that the novel is making about the national and about national politics, that people have to compromise and make difficult decisions for themselves because they're people. And sometimes you can't live up to the ideals that you have in your head. And I think that's the vibe that I got throughout the book. That's the arguments that are being made. And I think in regards to men, it kind of fits in with that. Whereas the sense that sometimes you impose upon people this specific form of what, how you want to live, and that can come out as uh, sort of prescriptive when actually our lives are very messy and emotional and complicated. And and it's and but I think it's. A tricky argument to make because I'm I'm balking even as I say this.
1: I was saying earlier um, I felt really bad for not enjoying this text as much as I had expected to, and I, I think that speaks to kind of the reception that it's had and how much it is received as. Um, it's almost like it feels like it's the seminal text of today, right? You know when uh, BLM was at its peak, it was this book number one. Uh, for fiction and you know Renieto Lodge on nonfiction so so this is the book that everybody's reading as an answer to um or a self education on this subject and I also like it's a good
0: question in a sense because I was surprised that the book didn't uh, speak to me when it had been recommended to me by quite a few friends and so there are a lot of people who really love this book and maybe like maybe our litmus fall reading group is like a mistake like maybe we've picked people of like too similar a mindset yeah because we all agree don't we yeah because because I've I mean but then also I guess that that like um brings up the question of what you think has appealed why has this book had such a major appeal because it has
3: well I I I feel like when I first started reading it I understood because I feel like the first especially just the first section I was like I get it it's extremely well written Extremely, it's very detailed, very grounded, and and it writes about things that I amuse, it sort of I recognize it as real. I think where the problems start is when I don't feel that way anymore, and that's the the, the the exposition, the description, the dialogue at the very start felt very real, and it was about people that we don't and we just do not see written about specifically. It's not just black women, gay black women. Um, queer spaces black queer spaces not written about never hear about it right and I feel like for me that that was actually a very like wow kind of a revelatory feeling reading about it Um, and I feel like especially if you're not in um, you know you're not used to reading like what we call post-colonial literature it's especially wow right so I, I, I feel like that's that's I kind of understood it but then as things went on it lost that resonance and that was where my my issues started like I, that's my my journey I suppose
1: I think there's also something to be said about the industry around books you know this is um a book which has been positioned as an answer to something and so people will pick it up as an answer to that conversation um you know, kind of similar to The Kite Runner, for example, when that came out, everybody read it because they wanted to understand a little bit more about what was happening in the Middle East. And and perhaps this is sort of, you know, in relation to people might call identity politics or the race question. This is a book that you're being told to pick up to understand what that means for people who are not in that world. Mm -hmm. This is is your kind of uh, breakdown. Um, And yeah, so I, I think very much about how, industry positions a text is is also really important. Uh, the, I was going to say that the Kite Runner was such
4: a piece of propaganda for American politics and it was just you know yeah. really interesting that that's what you know people are reading and I kind of think and this connects to like literature most of the idea of it as well because it seems like a lot of the time people if it was non-fiction the Kite Runner people would see it in a very different way but As a novel, it seems that a lot of the time people don't notice that this is American propaganda, this novel, its whole perspective, and maybe something similar applies. I mean, this book is you can't compare it to the Kite Runner at all by any means, but um, maybe there's something similar where you will, you know, assume that this novel is promoting a certain politics. Uh, maybe it's something to do with the way people see literature, the way people read. Um, there's a section which uh, I was just going to say, um, it was Chimango who encouraged Julie to buy black picture books for the kids. Chimango said they had to see children who looked like them in books, um, and that's kind of capturing this whole, um, again very current, um, but it has been for a while, but especially current um, conversation about diversity in literature. Um, but it ends up being quite surface because it's about, um, you know, having black characters or, or people of colour writing books or visible in books, but there's not always an unpacking of yeah. the, pos- the perspective and politics behind um, behind it. And and maybe some aspect of what we think or feeling is what Sumeya was saying about, um, you know, this being about in the end, we're all people, which is a very kind of liberal, you can understand how that perspective would be embraced by the establishment, but at the same time, because of who the characters are, and, um, you know, what the book is about, it will also be embraced by people of colour, so it ends up doing both things, which is what literally, and then being about
2: Britishness as well. Well I think part of it is that it is very intentional about the way in which it gets positioned right it deliberately sets out to fill that role at least that's how I uh felt about it and in deliberately doing that it leaves room for self-critique also I think it recognizes itself as a position as a kind of political move that needs to be made to make space in that audience in Amongst those reviewers or gatekeepers or whoever, um, I may not have enjoyed it, but I can admire what it does uh, there. Mm. Yeah, it's an argument when, when, as you say, uh, Kavita, it does, it participates in that kind of liberal argument that in the end we're all people. Uh, I think it's unfortunate, but it does need, it's like the Black Lives Matter statement, right? That it does need to be said that these people are people with interiority, with differences amongst them. Um, and I think that's what the book does here, right? It's simply saying, we are people too. we are full people. Here well, are i
0: all. I didn't think
3: that, but my issue, I didn't think Mm, it's interesting I didn't think that the novel was saying we are all pe- I think it is actually making that argument but my argument was just slightly different which was just that um I think it was just speaking to it was specifically about the idea of selling out and the idea of our relationships with institutions and establishments I think that oh, oh sorry sorry oh okay um there and there was a sense of um that it's that there is a kind of conflictual relationship with whether you compromise or not and I was just saying that there's a sense of um it's yeah there's a sense of uh yeah this idea of if you know compromise compromising your politics if in order to survive in a space or create space is a very complicated thing it's not a simple straightforward thing and I think that the novel is sort of trying to navigate that and I do think that ties to the self-awareness of the text just like what you're saying Tara which is this sense of um being stuck between a rock and a hard place at times and and I and I that's Speaks to me. I think. I think everyone feels that way. This sense of when you're making stuff in a white space, the choices you have to make are often very weighty, and sometimes you make the right choices, and sometimes you don't. But that's not a we are human thing. I think that's more of a just like we live in an imperfect reality, and we're interacting with it, and sometimes we make the right choices, and sometimes we don't.
2: I don't think that those two things are at odds with each other. I think the we are human statement is part of this. Uh, novel when it is picked up by white audiences, whichever Easter is very conscious it will be. And I think part of the goal is to make both the audience and the uh and the kind of commentarial class non not just white, right? That um maybe this is what needs to be done. Maybe there just needs to be a uh, uh, a novel that is full of these really somewhat superficial portraits, just because there needs to be lots and lots and lots of them.
0: Um, Guys, I'm just going to record an ending because Pakiza will have to leave soon and then we can kind of continue if need be. So let's just do the ending if that's okay. And then I think we can go back and forth. So thank you so much uh, for that conversation. Really interesting points raised as always. And uh, I will see you next time. Uh, lots of love. Thank you. Bye. soon.